Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 75 We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks. Your name is near. People tell of your wondrous deeds. At the set time that I appoint, I will judge with equity. When the earth totters with all its inhabitants, it is I who keep its pillars steady. I say to the boastful, do not boast. And to the wicked, do not lift up your horn. Do not lift up your horn on high or speak with insolent neck. For not from the east or from the west and not from the wilderness comes lifting up, but it is, a, it is God who executes judgment, putting down one and lifting up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup with foaming wine, well mixed. She will pour a draft from it, and all the wicked of the earth shall drain it down to the dregs. But I will rejoice forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked I will cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. Second Kings chapter 3, verses 4 through 20. Now King Mesha of Moab was a sheep breeder who used to deliver to the king of Israel 100,000 lambs and the wool of 100,000 rams. But when Ahab died, the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. So King Jehoram marched out of Samaria at that time and mustered all Israel. As he went, he sent word to King Jehoshaphat of Judah, The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you go to battle with me against Moab? He answered, I will. I am with you. My people are your people. My horses are your horses. Then he asked, By which way shall we march? Jehoram answered, By the way of the wilderness of Edom. So the king of Israel, the king of Judah, and the king of Edom set out. And when they had made a roundabout march of seven days, there was no water for the army or for the animals that were with them. Then the king of Israel said, Alas, the Lord has summoned us three kings only to be handed over to Moab. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there no prophet of the Lord here, through whom we may inquire of the Lord? Then one of the servants of the king of Israel answered, Elisha, son of Shaphat, who used to pour water on the hands of Elijah, is here. Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. Elisha said to the king of Israel, What have I to do with you? Go to your father's prophets or to your mother's. But the king of Israel said to him, No, it is the Lord who has summoned us, three kings, only to be handed over to Moab. Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts lives, whom I serve, were it not that I have regard for king Jehoshaphat of Judah, I would give you neither a look nor a glance. But get me a musician. And then, while the musician was playing, the power of the Lord came on him. And he said, Thus says the Lord, I'll make this wadi full of pools. For thus says the Lord, You shall see neither wind nor rain, but the wadi shall be filled with water, so that you shall drink you, your cattle, and your animals. There is only a trifle in the sight of the Lord, for he will also hand Moab over to you. 
You shall conquer every fortified city and every choice city. Every good tree you shall fell, all springs of water you shall stop up, and every good piece of land you shall ruin with stones. The next day, about the time of the morning offering, suddenly water began to flow from the direction of Edom until the country was filled with water. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 6 through 20. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore do not be associated with them. For once you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what such people do secretly. But everything exposed to the light becomes visible, for everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Sleeper, awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be careful, then, how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. So do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. As you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning and welcome to the fourth Tuesday after Pentecost. This morning we have a second reading from Psalm 75. Um, and we continue in Second Kings, but we kind of jump forward. We're still... Elisha is still kind of uh, a supporting character. And um, in Ephesians, I think we've read before, particularly the be careful how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise. I may be misremembering that, but um, the the war with Moab begins because King Mesha um, refuses to continue paying tribute um, in the form of lambs and wool. Um, and this is pretty common in the ancient uh, near, uh, Middle East. Um, when uh, kings would, uh, either as a result of other wars or to deter threats of war, um, they promised to basically pay rent to another king. And it appears as though Mesha of Moab was doing that. Um, and if he's a sheep breeder, I can't imagine that his kingdom is very large. Um, but um, he would deliver to the king 100,000 lambs and the wool of 100,000 rams. And when Ahab dies, he stops doing that. And um, it is, it's a rebellion. It says King of Moab rebelled against King of Israel, basically by stopping that. And so um, Israel, um, Jing, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> King Jehoram, um, basically uh, has to create a new um, impetus to pay tribute. And he knows he's kind of weak, and so he asks uh, the king of Judah, King Jehoshaphat, and then they're going through Edom, which is a, uh, the Edomites are descendants of Esau, and the Israelites are descendants of Jacob. Um, so there's these three kings, and I wonder if that's where they got that uh, movie from the 90s with Clooney, Jones, and um, 
Wahlberg. There we go. Um, we Three Kings. Uh, it says it uh, at least twice, I think. Um, and so they go out and try to do it. And Elisha is like, I'm, I'm not interested in having anything to do with the king of Samaria, um, which is uh, uh, Jehoram, who's kind of uh, leading this charge. And, uh, but Elisha says, but because you're hanging out with Jehoshaphat of Judah, then, okay, I'll, I'll help you out. And so that's the setting of what's going on. Um, and I haven't, I don't know if I've spoken all that much about, like, is war cruel in God's sight or not? But that's kind of an, a big underlying question around Christian soldiers, um, and I think that, in a nutshell, I think that question is just far too broad. It's like saying, um, is God okay with abortion? Um, important question, but really broad. Abortion in what circumstances? Um, what kinds of abortion? Uh, does that include uh, uh, contraceptives? Uh, so we haven't gotten to those more specific and pertinent and substantive questions in war. For the most part, we take war and the military to be almost one. Um, and I don't know that that's the case. So when Jehoshaphat and, and um, Jehoram, when they say that get mustered all Israel, Israel doesn't have a standing army. Every man who can fight is expected to fight. Um, and that's because when you're not fighting, you're doing normal shit. In the modern era, when we do have a standing army and when all you have is a hammer and everything begins to look like nails, that creates a problem. It also creates a cultural divide. The civil-military gap is kind of how it's typically referred to. Um, and so the military becomes its own little world, and unless you enter that world, those questions never come up. They never have to come up because you don't have to enter the military. There's no draft or conscription even at a time of war, which is insane. I don't know if that's ever happened before when a nation goes to war and that doesn't include some kind of draft. Um, and so the, the question, is war okay with God, for lack of a better you know, kind of oversimplification, um, a lot of Christians will say no. And it's like, well, what the hell do you mean by war? Do you mean like small skirmishes? Do you mean everybody in war... Um, and typically, what we read about, if you say, if you go to seminary, a lot of those questions that, as they have been dealt with, have been, have gotten into better detail. Luther and Calvin both thought that um, the responsibility, the moral responsibility, fell upon the prince and the prince alone. So the the rulers, um, that the the grunts who go to war are not morally guilty. That's kind of dangerous because you're giving somebody a blank slate, but. Um, at least it's better than saying, well, war is bad, the military is bad, which um, is currently kind of the, the dominating theme in thoughtful Christian circles. Um, anyway, but um, I thought that was important to point out because I don't think we've spoken at length about it. Um, but in Ephesians, Paul does encourage us to be careful how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise and that includes how we talk about these important subjects, whether it's war or abortion, um, that we shouldn't rely on simple, simple 
um, reductions, but we should have the courage to step into some of these conversations and have have them with people that we disagree with. Um, we should be willing to uh, bear out one another's um, burdens. Um, and the military is a burden. Abortion is a burden. War is a burden. Um, but too often, um, we'll choose some people's burdens and not others. Um, and war in the military is not a popular topic. Um, perhaps because it indicts so many of us and we just don't want to believe that it does. Um, but I, I fear that that's kind of, that's another kind of drunkenness or debauchery where um, we are so unaware of our surroundings, not because we're drunk, but because we have no need and no desire to deal with difficult topics. Um, and I think that's, um, I'll try and remember to bring in um, some of this a little bit more um, just because it's a morning prayer thing, I think it's important. But anyway, I'm positive I'm rambling now. Um, it's early. <laughs> uh, and I have to constantly remind myself that it's time to get up, get the fuck up and pray. Prayer for those in the armed forces of our country from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, we commend to your gracious care in keeping all the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad. Defend them day by day with your heavenly grace. Strengthen them in their trials and temptations. Give them courage to face the perils which beset them, and grant them a sense of your abiding presence wherever they may be. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia. <laughs>